This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. This is your host, Darren Hood. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to join me on today. And as always, a very special welcome to those of you joining us for the first time. Today, we're going to share the finale of the series where I was talking to Spencer Ivory and his daughter, Ayana Ivory. Spencer has been doing what we like to refer to as UX type of work since the late 1980s. He he precedes me in the discipline and for almost everybody else that I know who's involved in this in this arena. Uh, his daughter, Ayana, is a major part of the Hack the Hood organization. They're doing some fantastic work. Check them out at hackthehood.org. Uh, but folks, without further ado, you know what? Let's go ahead and let's dive in and hear the end of this very energetic and informative dialogue between myself and the Ivory family. We have to be careful how we message and use that user experience of messaging to convince other people about things that are potentially harmful. And there there are people with master's degrees who believe that lie. And I just, you know, I'm I'm, I'm sad. PhDs. PhDs. And I'm sorry (laughs) that I thought one plus one was always two. Always two. Yep. I say the same thing. You can't imagine things happening and then say, well, no, I, I think I won. So therefore I won. And, you know, and, and it's just, I don't know where, where are we going? That's the user experience, right? We're, we're telling each other lies and believing them. And I think, and I, I told you this too, I, that whole social media stuff, it's kind of fringe edge and it's out of control because yeah. anybody can, Anybody can do a platform, and if you get people to lie enough, they start believing that stuff. So off the charts, I'm gonna try, and I'm away from it. But we got to got to control the messaging. Let's solve the problems that we can solve that produces tangible results for humanity. Yes, not just a buzzword, not buzzwords. I'm sorry, the grapefruit juice guy. What was he writing? What was it? What he was writing a motorcycle, and it's so. I mean, there's just, I was just saying like TikTok has been an inspirational platform for all of these people, right? And that then there would be more niche products for people to create these like social interactivities. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. You know, I'll leave you with the last one. You know what dad, you know, dad's old school and how I feel about social media, right? Social media. That got us into this mess a long time ago. And that was back when Facebook did his, it did his, did its thing. But anyway, sorry, Darren. <laughs> and I, and I, I say I, all I the time, heard. you remind me of something I say on a pretty regular basis. It's called social media, social media. And if you don't have the proper social skills, just get lost. Cause, Cause you're just, all they're doing is going around hurting people. And, and the person you mentioned has made, that type of behavior popular 
and it's actually it, it it's it's being used to dismantle a discipline that we know and love. When when people will just say something and it's true because you said it. Yeah. it it's and and this is oh this is how you can get a UX leadership job with no experience. And now you got this Hollywood style production on YouTube where they even, you even got the camera person showing you're walking up to the building. So they show your feet. You know, do we really need this Hollywood production that's full of lies to try to impress up and comers in UX? No, we don't. And, and until people get some thicker skin, as we begin to wrap up here until people get some thicker skin, Everything we talked about today, folks be willing to do the right thing. Let, get rid of the placating. Uh, yeah. make, make sure you understand the, the, talk about trajectory, the history of the discipline, where you are now, where, where, where did you enter on the UX's timeline? How much of that history did you learn? How much of it are you using it to build yourself up and equip yourself and the right, having the right acumen? How much of it are you in alignment with? Or are you trying to redefine it? Like a lot of people are. Just because they say it. No, 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 no. We've got, we've got a beautiful discipline that a lot of people have accomplished some fantastic things through it. Driving wins yeah. for users, driving wins for businesses, driving wins for the business at large. And until we folks get humble and, and align the right way, with this discipline, we we got a problem. No, you you, you touched on some really important things. You're right, and there's there's room for a topic discussion on that because I think we're they've taken they've bastardized UX in some ways. Right, right? It is. They've, they've 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 taken it and they said, well, you know, you can just take this class right here and you can be UX designer. Like, well, wait a minute, you know, I understand how the career got so we say created itself but you got under you have to you got to pay your dues it's like it's it's sort of well you know but then again you got extreme programming you got these you know like what my daughter is actually you know trying to get kids in the heck the hood right give that to me is like an opportunity that should have been taken care of by our institutions but now the the wherewithal of of her her organization they've looked at this and said you know there's some disenfranchisement, right? There's a, there's a whole whole group of people who've been disenfranchised because of various reasons, right? Mm-hmm. I think that the, but bringing this back to the UX, UX is they, they want to hand out the certificates and just teach. It's it's more than just doing wireframes. You <laughs> and it's it's more than just say, oh, I, I can I, I can do this on on the screen. I can later. Do you understand where that button is there on the screen? How did it wind up there? And if you put it here, will it make an impact and allow people to be productive? You you have to understand that part of it, right? You have to step back. But no one wants to learn that. They don't want to learn that part of it, right? They just want to go. They want to apply for the job, get the job, get the title, you know, get the money if, if they can get it. But at the same time, they don't really understand what they're doing. And then, yep. and then they get, you know, the next job. And then you get in, the, and then there you are in that meeting, and you're having to placate this guy because, you know, he's he's he he did the two year career thing or the one year career thing. He's worked at some. <laughs> he went to work at IDEO, and I'm like, okay, he's at IDEO now. He's at, he's at this other organization. IDEO, they brought him in. I I was really he did some interesting things over there. 
but then some of the, some of the facets the facets of what we do, he didn't, he missed it. And then when we would have these discussions, I could see in those design critiques, as we call them, design crits, that he didn't have what he called the chops to really push that forward and to understand what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So I think you, you you need to have some understanding. What the, how much time it takes to get that is each person's individuality, right? They'll get there at some point in time, but don't, don't walk into my office and say, you know, you got all this. And I've seen this stuff on, on medium where they write these different stories about stuff. I'm like, why would you want to write that and put it out there in public? Because you, if you really knew what you were talking about, you wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Right. I wouldn't say that. Right. But because, you know, this guy took, she took a class and it was a woman. I my Robert because she's a female, but she took a couple of classes and she felt that she was empowered enough to, to write this article. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this, this is interesting. But you know, but when you look at the article, it's like, it's, it's like empty because you, if, yeah. you, if you knew what you were talking about, you wouldn't say that. You just wouldn't say that, but it is what it is. Right. You remind me of a, I went to an event and for the people who went to that event and hear me say this, I'm just being transparent. I'm not being mean. I'm just telling the truth. I am not going to be demonized or turn into a criminal because I'm willing to say what everybody else is afraid to say. So political correctness be gone. But I went to an event where people were talking about uh, research repositories. And I said, yeah, you know, I want to go and hear what they're talking about because you never know what nuggets you might get. And, and I want to, I want to meet some of the people in the community. Let me, let me go and see what happens. I had no expectations. Let me just, let me just go. These people start getting into this, into this presentation. And I recognize it five minutes in. None of these people know what they're talking about from the perspective that, and let me, ref, let me, let me qualify what I mean by that. They all know, they understand research repositories. They understand what research repositories are for. They understand how to use it to drive value at work. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily qualify you to get up and talk to everybody about it. Did they, did they, their surface, if you were to, let, let's, look, let's put the Likert scale to a different visual. And let's look at it at the surface of the ground and depth. Let's look at it from a perspective, from a perspective of roots that the more understanding you have on a scale of one to 10, less roots is a one and more roots is a 10. And the truth is when you talk, when you're talking to somebody about a subject, the more roots you have, the more you can impact everybody that's present and the broader of an audience, you'll be able to help walk away with some value. But if you don't know, if, right. if your depth is like a, a 0.5 on the scale of one to 10. You don't even make the one. And you, the stuff that you talk about at this event is the same stuff I would have gotten. Had I gone to the program's website that you talked about that you use and just read that? Cause it's just in the, what does our program do? It does these 10 things. That's all they talked about. So you, when people get up to speak, they're supposed to be able to bring depth, right? You don't get up and speak because you can talk about the same thing that was in the 30 second commercial. That doesn't give you the right to speak. But there are so many people today who want to be celebrities. There's so many people who want the spotlight on them and they're willing to get up and just, I mean, I couldn't believe this one part of the presentation where they got up and they said, somebody said, well, which, which other tools out there do you, do, do you know about any other tools or anything else you recommend? Well, I don't really know about any other tools. And why did you choose that one? We chose that one because that's all our, the decision was already made in the budget. So wait a minute, you're talking about, you know how many tools there are for research repositories? You can't provide any depth. 
You can't talk about what, the, why are you, are you going to get a referral because you refer people to the one you, what is this? So, so, and somebody asked me, so what'd you think about the event? I said, oh, you know, it wasn't, it was too high level for me. I wasn't, I wasn't lying. I'm not going to lie. You couldn't pay me to lie, but it was, that was it. You, I'm not, I didn't want to get into standard Darren Hood mode and say what I'm saying right now. I didn't think that would be appropriate. So I'm saying it now because I'm on my show and I get to push the buttons. So it's, <laughs> it's, it was a waste for, for anybody. So see, when, when you have three minutes more experience than everybody else and you think that gives you the right to talk, that needs to stop in UX today and it's rampant. So you get all these people because they want to be a celebrity. I talked at so-and-so and you see their little headshot and they're grinning on, on the little thing for the event. But you, you, you're grinning, but you didn't do anything. I remember a guy once who said, I want to speak at events. I remember a guy worked at the same company that I mentioned a little while ago. I want to be able to speak at an event. I think I'll apply to speak. And then they get up and then, then they talk about a case study. So you didn't really bring anything to the table. You sat there and you sounded like Ben Stein. You may as well have had on a, a Glenn Platt suit and a bow tie. And the, yes, and research repository will help you too. You know, and you're not bringing anything to the table. No. It, it's that needs, it's not going to end, but I'm still going to stand up here and say it needs to end because it's hurting us. Because when the C suite hears that and the other people that are, that the decision makers, the people with the pen waiting to sign the checks, see that kind of stuff, they think we're a bunch of idiots. Frankly, because people aren't representing the discipline the right way. No, you're, you're exactly right. You're, you, Darren, I mean, I think that's that's the problem that we have to be. Yeah, you, you know, the, the stalwarts, you, myself, you know, we have to call them out when we see it, right? You have the opportunity to call them out. Obviously, you can't go in some of those settings and just, you know, put people on right. to skewer them up in office. You, our audience, <laughs> I mean, you can grab them outside, you know, and say, hey, listen, you know, that was totally a disservice and you should have prepared yourself better. Yeah, and, that's it. And if you want to do it, yeah, if you want to do this again, give me a call. Let me review your notes. I'll give you a hand. But it's obviously mm -hmm. you're doing us all a disservice yeah. because you're right. The C-suite people see us as this we you know we we got out of the witch doctor phase of things to now where we have an ear in, in the c-suite offices and we get an opportunity to pitch to them but i think the thing is we don't want to we don't want to go we don't want to go backwards we want to push the curve we actually i'd rather have a seat at the table that is a cux role within corporations because mm -hmm. the customer experience is 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 important as at anything else, as and I, and by the way, you know, you you and I both know, and this is probably the talk. We we drive development. We're we yeah. represent your customer. We represent the people that buy your product. You know, so you you had better pay attention to the table, and listen, so that we get this right. Because if you get it wrong, you don't get another. You know, sometimes you don't get another opportunity. Yeah, I, and that's I keep using. You know, the, the this whole thing with Elon Musk. He's the guy's doing himself a total disservice because Tesla was riding high in the saddle. But you know what? People now are saying, you know what? I, I don't like this guy, and I'm not going to buy his products, right? <laughs> and by the, the competition, and then the competition is catching up with him, right? He had a good product. He could have drove it further down the curve, but then, you know, he is what he is. But anyway, but I agree with you 100%. You know, just don't do us a disservice when you're you have the opportunity to present 
what we do and how we do it and do it well, because I always feel that's being the long in the tooth. That's, that's our job would be stewards. Stuart. I yes. mean, I look at, I stand on the shoulders of, of Jacob Nielsen and Don Norman and those, those guys who, who've been doing this stuff since sin. I mean, they, they were the ones <laughs> that invented this stuff. Right. And I, I, I read every book that they had, you know, and got in their face every chance I had an opportunity to ask them these, these niche questions to, to understand what they, what they have forgotten. And in a lot of cases, you know, you know, Don, Don Norman is starting to be, he's getting in long in the tooth. I can see he's starting to forget things, but, he, but he's, 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 he's earned that right to forget things because he's, he was one of the forefront figures here that, yeah. that I, I stood up and I, I, and that's how I learned. I read every book that he wrote him and Jacob Nielsen. I've literally just, you know, I drank everything because I wanted, I wanted the passion. Yeah. I wanted to understand what I was doing so that I could do it better. Right. Yes. And that's, yes. that's the thing that these young kids or the young, the young, whatever they are, the X generation, <laughs> The Z generation, they don't want to do that, right? You know, at first, it, you know, it was like the X, and it was the millennials, and it's the Zs. You know, you 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 follow them around a little bit. You're like, come on, guys, you got to dig in a little bit deep, deeper than that. Because I had a woman call me when she said, "How did you become a principal architect?" I says, "Well, why you ask me? Because I want to be one too." I said, "Well, you want to be one too? How do you want to be what I am? If you you know you got to pay some dues somewhere." And she kept asking me this question. Well, how, how did you get here? Did you just put your name? I said, well, maybe you just put a title on your name. Maybe people come to you. No, no, I tried that one before. And it didn't work so well. I'm like, well, do you really understand the profession? And then when you get the opportunity, do you able to amplify that? So I think the thing is we, the stewards have to call them out. You're right. Call have them to. out, man. Have to. I had somebody wrote me. We extend a little bit here. I got to tell the story. Somebody wrote me. I mean, my LinkedIn mailbox blows up all the time. Uh, and sometimes I wonder, do you do people do realize that I have things to do too? But anyway, that's another. <laughs> but so open some of the requests, I'm like, okay, I'm just sitting under a tree drink, drinking iced tea, whatever you want. No, I, I got things to do. And somebody said, hey, uh, I was wondering, you know, I, do you, by chance, is it possible that I might be able to work with you? Do you have anything at your job? that you might be able to hand off for me that I can do because I'd like to grow. And I you know, do you do UX strategy? I'm like, do I do UX strategy? I've been doing it for 27 years. What do you think? Um, <laughs> I didn't know how to answer. I'm like, I'm like what? No, I never done UX strategy. You know, I'm like, what, 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 what? what? And, and, then, and then the person after that, and I'm listening to some of these up and coming folks that need to go, they need a, an enema. I say that a lot. I'm saying it again on this episode. Folks need an enema. They need a cognitive enema. Person says, you know, I've been doing this work for two years. I have a really strong understanding of user experience. I'm like, what? I didn't have a strong understanding after 10 years. What What do you, I, right. and, and, right. and with misinformation flying around the way it is today and all the yeah. ex learning experiences that are not learning experiences and all this medium uh, uh, of the cesspool of medium and all the ridiculosity that's that's out on on Reddit and all this kind of stuff and and stupid posts on social media go viral where when you say something true two people like it and you're telling me you think you got a a, a solid grip on you. no you don't and and I said you want to be careful with that 
You know, I'm saying this now. If the person hears, now you hear what was in my head. I told that person, you want to rethink that because you don't have, no, you don't have, you just, by the question you asked me, you don't know. If I'm working at a fortune, uh, 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 the company I start at next week is a fortune 100 company. Do you really think that I can just willy nilly grab somebody off of LinkedIn and give them some work to do? Do you realize the NDA's associate? What, what do you think I work? Mom, pot, kettles, fish bait? Come, where do you think I work? I know I just I just told my age on that mom. People don't even know who mom pot kettle is. So the, the I do. <laughs> and, and I'm like, no. How, how is that even possible? No, no. You're gonna have to do just like just like Spencer just said. You you gotta pay your dues. You gotta pull back on the reins. You're going too fast. It doesn't happen that way. And I, I always call that the microwavable mindset. A microwavable mindset yields no benefits yeah. in UX. You got to take your time. Everything you do, you want it to stick to your ribs. If you don't take the time to do something, it won't stick to your ribs. It's going to go straight through you, so to speak, and you're not going to be able to bring value. And, and I, I had a post that I did today, and, and I told somebody, and I, I scheduled most of my posts. And I, and, and I said something on, I said, I heard somebody at an event last week, they said, you know what, when you get in front of that recruiter, you want to make sure that you seem like you know what you're talking about. I'm like, did you just hear what you just said? Seem? Seem like, seem like you know what you're talking about? So I had a post that said, don't seem hireable, one of the shortest posts I've ever done. You don't want to seem hireable, you want to be hireable. And then somebody came back, and an honest question, but still, it, it had a, it reeked a little bit of a lack of understanding in a way that this is going to need some, you need some tough words on this one to get the point across to you that um, the person said, well, what do, how can you be hireable if you don't have any experience? And I actually had a post that I, I had forgotten to post. And so I'm like, Hey, that's what she just asked about. So I posted it. When you don't bring anything to the table, you need to, number one, you need to develop some empathy. You're entering a discipline that requires empathy so you need to, you need empathy. I know people don't like this, but you got to have empathy for the company that might hire you. Yep. You need to understand their perspective, and the more you understand their perspective, actually, the more attractive you're going to be, because you're not just somebody looking for a handout. Because too many people yep. forgot these are businesses; these are not charities. You know, who can we give a job to? We just got to give jobs away. Nobody's saying that in any boardroom, in any HR department, anywhere. Nobody's saying that. So you need to bring something to the table. And I said. When you're an entry-level UXer, they're going to lose money on you for at least the first year. So yeah. what do you bring to the table? So you don't, somebody said, well, what, what can I do to bring value? Someone asked me this and answers the same question. What can I do to bring value for you if I was to work for you? I said, I wouldn't be looking for you to bring value to me. I'm looking for, for energy. I'm looking for passion. I'm looking for a willingness to learn. I'm looking for a whole bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with UX because if you have those things, we can train you to, we can help you learn how to do you. Even if you have a degree, we, you're still going to have to learn. All you have is a degree. You don't know what you're doing yet. Even a master's degree, you're not a master when you graduate. You're on the road to mastery. And I teach at four universities now. And, and I know that. You're on the road to mastery. So you, when you graduate, we drop you in a seat. 
at a Fortune 50 company, a Fortune 5000 company for that matter, you don't know what you're doing. It doesn't matter where you sit. You don't know what you're doing. So you are going to have to be a sponge for that first six to 12 months minimally before you can even think about bringing value. In that well, organization. It's, it's, it's interesting about the word sponge. I mean, I, I have from my pic, my picture at this new organization that I told you earlier before we started recording all this, um, I have a picture of SpongeBob. That's my, that's my, my avatar. I'm still SpongeBob until I become more knowledgeable about their organization. I'll be SpongeBob. That means I'm listening. You have to humble yourself to better understand the environment. And I think, you know, one way to humble yourself, and when you talk about the new candidates coming into this profession, I think they should really just do usability testing. Just go out, and look at users, fumble around, and try to try to try, try to use a product. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, I that's where I would start someone new in my organization. If I brought them, I said, you know what? I need some usability testing, and I'm going to I'm going to put you out there. I'm going to teach you this tool. Pretty simple. Hit the record button. Stay on the script. Don't coach. Get them to talk out loud and run the script. Right. Just just watch them do things, and you know, and then work it through. You look at those, those minutiae of information often and long enough, you just go, wow. The light bulbs in that in your head should go off and yeah. go, mm, I get it. I get it. I get it why Darren told me that. He said that to me, right? I'm useless until your eyes can see, right? Yep. So like you're looking, you're looking at this thing and you don't get it, but then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, it, it, the analogy is the tennis players, you know, the tennis balls coming at you at 100 miles, something hour. <laughs> The guys that are good can slow it down. Yeah. It's like baseball. They can slow the ball down and watch it actually hit the bat. That's when you know you're getting good. I think UX is the same way. Yes. You're getting a lot of information, but you got to be able to slow it down and watch where that cursor is going or what the user's eyebrows are doing, how he's staring, how he's posing the question back to you, if he's kind of like being facetious or is he just being really honest, you know, it's being, people need to be vulnerable when they do use the test. They gotta be, oh, you know, I don't know if I want to be this way in front of you. You know, hey, listen, kind of, I, I don't care what you look like. All I care about <laughs> is it, you know, I'm gonna keep you on strict, I'm gonna keep you on task, just finish it out and talk to me what's going on in your mind. What is your mental model telling you? Is it telling you that that command that we got that says run, does it make enough sense to you, or do we need to say, run this analysis or run this test to give you these results? It's just stuff like that, Darren. So I think the thing is, yeah, it's it's all about you know that entry point, but the willingness to be curious. Curiosity is the I think it's the biggest yes. thing that we can offer anyone in this in this business. Yes. You gotta be curious. Just got to be. That's one of the big things. But one of the things that I list, I list that in my emotional intelligence model. That that's a that's a sign of emotional intelligence. And I said that's one of the things I want for my entry level UX people. I don't want yeah. them to come in and and start to take over and lead everybody and be a thought leader. You don't have to do that. We're looking for somebody that can be molded. Yeah, looking for somebody that can be molded. <laughs> so, do a piece of clay. Amazing stuff. Folks, this is a dynamite conversation. (laughs) 
This is dynamite. I love what everybody's had to say. People are going to really get a lot out of this. And this is why we do what we do to share this kind of stuff. This isn't going to go viral because it makes too much sense. But the, for the people, <laughs> for the people that do value it, they, that, that, that's good enough. And we'll have to be satisfied with that. But thank well, you. Do a clip and put it on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had 10 minute limits. Ayana, on, I think on TikTok now, 10 minute limit, right? Yeah, I think it's 10 now. They just, they just uh, upped it. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll, 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 I need to start doing some video and putting the stuff up on YouTube. 10 minutes have, is too long for attention spans, I'll tell you that. It is. I, I used to do the um, the video best practices for Ford Motor Company on their on Ford.com, and we found that uh, the max should be approximately four and a half minutes, max. 90 seconds. 90 seconds on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I mean, that That was some of the research that I found. Like, yeah? if you don't get your point across in the first 90 seconds, then you've lost them. Wow. Wow, I th- I th- and I think it's different types. It depends on the type. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I, a minute and a half, wow. way to go. But no, t- but I don't know why they expanded to ten minutes. I don't know what people are going to do in ten minutes. And then uh, YouTube, you know, we're just out there on YouTube. It's like you know, you can come back and watch it later. <laughs> <laughs> but we, but uh, we'll, we'll one of these days I'll find a way. Some of these things have to just put them on YouTube. Even if we just have to put some kind of regular, we can take the audio and just put an image that just stays there. We can do it that way. But I, I'm looking, for, and, and I'm talking about having some YouTube sessions where we will be on video. And I've got the all the different software to do all this kind of stuff with the with the nice lower thirds and the the uh, the, the big uh, I won't say Hollywood production, but the I, I am certified in the, in the old uh, Comcast. So there's that name again. I'm not gonna push the button. But uh, producing for um, public access and stuff like that, so I can produce. I can produce this show. We'll we'll get to that stuff. No no rush, no rush. I need to finish my dissertation before we can get into a lot of that <laughs> stuff. But thank you again, uh, Ivories, for for being here on today. Uh, close out close out words. We always give folks close out words. So uh, Ayana, we'll start with you. What is your closing? What are your closing words for the audience today? Closing words is um, just always remain a student. I mean, there's so much to learn all the time from different avenues. Don't be afraid to learn from somebody older and somebody younger than you. Mm -hmm. So keep that doorway open. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And Spencer, your closing words for the audience today. Thanks for having me. Thank you for putting up with some of my long-winded roundabout ways of explaining things, but that's just, I wouldn't say that's the OG school. I'm still from the OG school trying to stay current. Um, yeah, I agree with my daughter. You know, as much as I ask younger people to to immerse themselves in what we do, at the same time, I have to learn from, from them. I have to see what, I got to walk in their shoes as well as I want them to walk in my shoes. Mm-hmm. It goes both ways. Absolutely. So, thank you for having me, Darren. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, this is this is dynamite, and I, I love this. And, and gotta have you on again. So, and uh, and uh, yeah, we just I, I want to bring people voices that people need to hear. Those are the kind of people that come through the show. So, thank you. I appreciate you being here and lending your time to the U.S. community today. No problem. 
So folks, that is all the time that we have for today. Thanks again to the Ivories, but it's time to sign off. So until next time, this is Darren Hood of the World of UX saying happy UXing, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.